0: Hello, great to see you all. How is everyone? We're not sure. Okay, yeah, a few of us now. We're sure. Great. Um, I'm Bob. I'm um, one of the team here, and uh, it's great to be uh, chatting to you tonight. Love to um, love to chat to you some more afterwards. Get to know some of you if you're visiting. But um, uh, we're going to unpack this uh, some more of this pas- of this passage in Romans that we've been looking at uh, as a, as a church together. We've been looking through Romans twelve and just trying to stop. Uh, and pause on each verse of this amazing chapter and and just see what God has to say to us afresh through each verse. Now, um, when, um, uh, when uh, we started this uh, series, John started speaking on uh, that, that kind of first verse about offering your bodies as a living sacrifice uh, as worship and then we actually had a visitor, Bishop Jackie came to speak and she spoke about um, verse 2, not being conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but, but being transformed by the renewing of your minds. And If you missed either of those talks, just encourage you, the, the ENC has a Spotify podcast thing. You can go and check out those talks. They're up there. They're great. They're really worth listening to, uh, if you're, and it will catch you up on where we are tonight. But um, tonight we are on verse 3, and so I'm going to read it to you uh, again, and then we're going to kind of delve into what um, I think the Lord might be saying to us through this verse. So it says, verse 3, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. So that's the verse we're going to kind of look at uh, this evening. Now I don't know if you know anything about the, this, like letter this, that we're reading from. It's, um, it's called Romans in the New Testament, and in the book of Romans, it's Paul, the Apostle Paul who did a lot of church planting in the early church, it's his longest letter, and it's jam-packed full of amazing teaching on Christian doctrine, like what Christians actually believe, how it works out, stuff like that. It is absolutely amazing, but by the time we get to chapter 12, Paul is starting to help people unpack how do you actually put into practice some of this amazing Christian teaching? What does it actually look like with flesh on? If you were actually to live this stuff out, if you were to live as a Christian, really should live, empowered by the holy spirit believing the things that christians believe how would it what would it actually look like in a community and so romans 12 begins just to put flesh on that for us it talks about how we are to be together uh, with and work together as this sort of like body with all these gifts and uh, all these amazing characteristics so verse three um in this uh in this amazing chapter um starts um he starts for by the grace of given to me i say to you for by the grace given to me i say to you there's something has been given to paul and because he's been given it he can say something to this group of people to this church okay now the grace that's been given to him is twofold two things that i want you to think about when we talk about the word grace okay first of all grace is is god's riches at Christ's expense, okay? It is the the best of heaven that comes to you and to me because of Jesus Christ. That's what grace is. It is undeserved. You've done nothing to earn it. You never can, you never will, because the gift in Jesus that comes to you is so good. There's nothing you could do that could earn it. It's so good. So grace is something that comes to you freely. It's freely given it's the best that heaven has has come to you and to me if you believe in Jesus and you've given your life to him if you're a Christian this is who Paul's writing to the church here okay so um, so we're talking to those who've got faith in Jesus tonight if you're here tonight and you don't have faith in Jesus yet and you're wondering what all this is about then just be thinking as I'm speaking this tonight what I say it could it could be yours okay you could have this too okay come and have a conversation with me at the end and I'd love to tell you how this could be yours. So grace, twofold. The first thing that Paul thinks about when he thinks about talking to this church, for the grace has been given to me, is the truth that he has been saved, that Jesus Christ has given up his life, has gone to the cross, has died and risen again for Paul, for this man. He has been saved and made new and is living this new resurrected life. That's the grace that's come to him. He he hasn't done anything to deserve it. He never could. We never could. But he's thinking, because that grace has come to me, I can say something to you. That's the basis on which I'm saying something to you, the first thing. The second thing that he's thinking about when he thinks about this grace is the gifts that have been given to him in grace. Grace. Okay, now, the, the Bible talks about spiritual gifts that God's people are given by God that help us to live out the Christian life in this world, to help us to do what we're called to do. And, um, and you can find them in the Scriptures. Some, some, some are listed later. We've we sort of read them uh, today uh, as we've read them together. So things like prophecy, uh, serving, the gift of serving others, teaching, uh, encouraging contributing to the needs of others like giving through the pig. Um, Leadership is a gift that, that is given of God. Showing mercy, another gift that comes from God. Things like wisdom and words of knowledge if you've heard of these things. Special gifts of faith that God gives people. Gifts of healing, miraculous powers, discernment, speaking in tongues, interpreting of tongues, evangelism, pastoring, pioneering something new like doing something that's like in the, in the line of the apostles, doing something new. All these things, they are given to God's people for, for us to grow the church and to reveal the goodness of God to the world around us. That's why we've been given these things. And Paul is saying, for the grace given to me, I say, say to you, he's saying, because I've been saved in Jesus Christ and because through Jesus Christ, I've been given gifts of grace. Again, I've done nothing to deserve them but I've been given these gifts to build the church. That's why I'm saying this stuff to you. Okay, so that's the grace that he's talking about. Let's go on to the next bit um, that he says. Uh, He says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Now, I think that's a pretty good piece of advice, really, isn't it? You know, generally to throw at the church. What what is he getting at here? He's, He's getting at the fact that if we get grace if we really understand grace that we've done nothing to receive the gift of God in Jesus Christ to be saved we've done nothing to earn it and we've done nothing to earn the gifts that God has given us then remember you remember that when you think about yourself you haven't done anything to earn that that's the gift of God because he loves us and he's drawing us into his story don't think you've earned that, or, or you're more special than the person next to you, because you've got that gift and they haven't. He's saying, don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought. And um, Throughout Scripture, I, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but throughout Scripture, Scripture's full of these phrases about, don't, don't be prideful. That, that God doesn't work well with pride. Okay, it, um, let me read a couple to you. 1 Peter 5 says, Clothe yourselves with humility, not pride, towards one another. Because God opposes the proud, but shows favour to the humble. Do you want to experience more of the favour of God in your life? Clothe yourself in humility. You'll start to see it. Philippians 2, verse 3 says, Do nothing from selfishness or vain conceit, but with humility consider others as more important than yourselves. James 4 verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Proverbs 26 verse 12, do do you see a person who is wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for them. Jesus longs for us to think of ourselves in the right way as we live in community and we are in community with one another. Horses don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought you know it's amazing what you see when you come at life with humility and humbleness you ever thought about the, the I'm jumping ahead here a little while but the Christmas story right If you think about the Christmas story and who gets to see Jesus in that story for who he really is it's everyone who comes to kneel at, at the manger gets to see Jesus in that story the people who don't get to see Jesus in that story are in their, their prideful places, in their, their powerful places, in, as King, you know, King Herod is a prime example. He doesn't get to see the real Jesus. He hears about him. He wants, to, you know, he wants to kill him. But he doesn't get to see Jesus and encounter Jesus. The people who get to see Jesus are the shepherds on their knees worshipping God. They're the kings who lay down their position to come and worship the baby. It's Mary and Joseph who surrender their lives in humility to the plan of God. They get to see Jesus. It's amazing what happens when we clothe ourselves with humility, when we see ourselves in the right way. But then Paul goes on, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. Now I've been struggling with this um, phrase, sober judgment, all week. You ever done a Bible study or a talk or anything like that and you get to a phrase and you're like, yeah, don't quite get that, or you know, like, doesn't quite work with me, sounds a bit Charles Dickens, or something like that, you know, sober judgment, or whatever, and, and I, I started looking through all these different translations of the Bible to try and find one that didn't say sober judgment, so I could use that for you. There aren't that many, really, that don't say sober judgment, so it's obviously a really good phrase to use, um, but what he's getting at here, I, I then dug into it, because I thought this is, this is, it obviously is right, you know, uh, what, what, they, what he's getting at here, um, <laughs> What he's getting at here is, is the root of this word, or the the, the word itself, the Greek word, is something co- is a word sophroneo, and, and the essence of that word is about thinking of yourself with a sound mind in the right way, and with a sensible and true eye. That's what he's saying. But rather, think of yourself in the right way, with a true sense of who you are, the right perspective. The word sophroneo itself is, is that the sophro part of that word is made up of two things. Sus, which means safe, and fren, which is about what regulates life. So if we cut to the root of this phrase sober judgment, what we get to, if you think of yourself in this way, you will be safe. You will be a safe person in this community. You're not going to damage other people but you'll also help regulate the life of the community too you'll, you'll, you'll inspire life within the community yeah do you get to get that yeah do you get what i'm saying if you think of yourself with sober judgment you're going to be a safe person to be around you're not going to hurt people but also you're going to stimulate life keep life going on in the, in the life of the church isn't that a cool thing to draw out of that that phrase i love i love that I want to be that. I want to think of myself with sober judgment now, even though I didn't like the phrase to begin with. Uh, And then he says, um, he finishes with uh, this sort of, this verse with, uh, in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. So he starts with this gift that he's been given and we've been given, as God's people, and he ends the passage with this thing that we've been given, that's been distributed to us in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to you. Now, apparently, I've been looking into this this week, there are 70 different ways to understand the meaning of this phrase. 70. And so I'm going to start with number one. And, no, I'm not. Um, I've, I've gone for the one that most theologians think uh, is, is most accurate. But um, what, they th- what the theologians have sort of understood from this phrase the, the faith that's, that God has distributed to each of us. It's not that each of us has been given a different amount of faith, but that the faith that's been given to each of us enables us to see and know the truth of Jesus Christ, the gift of faith. The gift of grace, we were talking about, again, Paul's received it, and so he can say these words. He's saying, um, "We also, it's a gift of faith in order to enter into and really see Jesus for who he is. That, that he is the one, God is the one, who like opens our eyes to the truth of who he is. You know, if we're praying for people in that Alpha course, you know, what I'm praying for often is just, Lord, open their eyes to see the truth of who you are. Give them the gift of faith, that they could put their trust in you. And there's two parts of faith, right? So firstly, it's trusting and believing in who Jesus is and what he's done for you. That's faith. Believe and trust in you, Jesus. But the second part of faith is, is stepping into what God has called you to. Stepping into your calling. That's faith too. Saying, God, I want to step into what you have for me on this earth. I want to be available to you. I want to be used by you and I'm willing to step into whatever you call me to do. Whether that's in my, uh, as I study, whether as, as I work, as I parent, as I'm in retired life, I want to be stepping into, by faith, what you've called me to do right now, in this moment. That's what he's talking about. Ephesians, Paul writes this in Ephesians, for it's by grace that you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, prepared in advance for us to do. God's got good stuff for us to do as his people. He's got great stuff prepared for us, ready for us to enter into if we step forward in faith and say, God, I'm yours. I want to be used by you today. I'm open to be used by you today. I want to step into who you've called me to be and be used by you. Alright, so how do we apply this uh, to our lives? I've got a couple of, um, of mirrors that are going to help me illustrate my point. And I hope I don't blind anyone, as I, I did do in the earlier service. Right, this is my first mirror. And, and what I want to ask you, first of all, is when you wake up... Is that okay? No, I'm blinding people. Sorry. Can I go... For, that's alright, okay. Um, what I want to ask you is When you wake up in the morning, and you look in the mirror, what do you see? What do you see? At the moment, when I look in the mirror in the morning, I see big bags under my eyes, because my one-year-old has woken up again at 4am, and I've been up with him. But what do you see when you look in the mirror? Sorry, that's an aside. Uh, What do you see when when you look in the mirror? What do you see when you look in the mirror? What does your heart say when you look in the mirror at yourself? I want to encourage you, right? When I started learning to drive years ago, um, I thought I worked out something like 20-something years ago, 22 years ago, something like that. When I started learning to drive, there was this phrase, or like this like sequence that was drilled into my head by the instructor. And I don't know if it's the same now, but it was in those days, mirror, mirror, signal manoeuvre. Am, am I with you? Yeah? Is yeah. it still the same, more or less? Yeah, okay, cool. Mirror, mirror, signal manoeuvre. It was like, you've got two mirrors to look in before you do what you're going to do, okay? And I want, just want to encourage you tonight. I've got two mirrors that I want you to look in okay, that I think we should all look in before we make our move each day, okay? Mirror, mirror, signal manoeuvre. Go for it, okay? The first mirror is this. It's a mirror of grace. Tomorrow morning, when you get up and you look in the mirror, I want you to think about the grace that has been given to you. Like Paul starts his letter off The grace given to me, I say to you, this stuff. When you look in the mirror tomorrow morning, look at the grace that has been given to you. If you know and love Jesus in a relationship with Him, remember that gift of grace that's been given to you. I'm saved. I'm his. I'm walking in relationship with the living God today. When you look in the mirror, remember that. Remember, too, that in grace you're also gifted with particular things for us as a body of people. Or wherever you end up, as you know, some of us will be looking at churches across Exeter tonight, and there's no, no pressure, but wherever you find yourself, wherever you want to plant yourself, There'll be things that you bring, gifts that you bring, to build up God's people, but also to draw in others, to tell people the truth of who Jesus is. These are gifts of grace. We've done nothing to earn them, but they're wonderful things. And so often we can go through life, we look in the mirror, we see big bags under our eyes, and we move on, you know, and we forget the truth that we have been given grace. Grace in Jesus Christ and grace, the gifts of grace, to tell the world about him, to build up this family of people who love him, and the second mirror that um, that I want to encourage you to look at is a mirror of faith. Apologies again if I blind you, but there we go. A mirror of faith. When you look in the morning and you see grace over your life, then look again. So am I going to choose faith today? Am I going to choose to live a life of faith this day? Is this me? Am I going to go for it? Faith, to believe in Jesus Christ, is a gift. And then we get the opportunity to say, yeah, I'm in. I'm in, God. I'm here today. I'm here to be used by you for your purposes on this earth. You know, one of the things I love about King David in the Scriptures, you know, you read about King David, this amazing king of the Old Testament, who did so much and he was, he was like, you know, just, he's, he's this king who's held up as like the best king. And yet he made so many errors as well. Some big ones. You know, basically murdered someone after sleeping with his wife. You know, like, that's bad. <laughs> you know, but if you read about him in Acts, in the book of Acts, it says, it says of David, what he's remembered for is, David served God's purposes in his generation, and then he fell asleep. Acts chapter 13. David served God's purposes in his generation, and then he fell asleep. It's like he was remembered for what he got right. He was remembered for what he got right. And, and I just want to say to you, you know, this world is going to ask you to look in a different mirror tomorrow morning. It's going to ask you to look in a mirror that makes you feel bad about yourself. Because none of us can match up to the mirror that the world holds up to us each day. None of us are good looking enough. None of us are clever enough or intellectual enough. None of us have got, some of us have got great grades, but some of us haven't. Some of us won't have achieved what we want to achieve. When we look in that mirror, we've still got so much more to achieve. Some of us will feel like a failure. If we look in the mirror, in the way the world looks at the mirror, we see ourselves in that way. It's like <laughs> you're starting. Your, it's like look at who you really are, like Paul opens this letter: that God Himself has saved you, grace that God himself has gifted you to play a part in his plans, grace over your life. That God has opened your eyes to the truth of who he is, faith. And that you have a chance, an opportunity to say yes to his plan, to be part of his story on this earth. Faith, I'm yours, God. If we look and we see those things when we look in the mirror tomorrow morning, then we're ready, we're set up to be the kind of community, to be the kind of people that God lo- longs for us to be. To launch us out into the world on that day. To live for him, to be light in the darkness. You know, and it's God who does it through us. Okay? All these things that we're talking about, they're all gifts. We don't do anything to earn them. God does it through us. Okay? I, I've got a friend who lives in um, New Zealand. And his name's Ants. Um, which is a strange name but it's, it's his name and, and he's um he's this amazing guy lovely guy he's got a little daughter and um his daughter loves to build fires with him and in their in their house in their fireplace and uh, he's watched um she's watched him sorry um blow on the fire when it's um, at the right point to kind of increase the flow of oxygen and get the fire burning she's watched him do that And um, when she builds the fire, she loves to have a go at doing that. And she's only like six or seven or something. And so she's, um, but when she does it, he tells a story where she like, she bends down and she sort of like gets ready. And then she blows really hard and all the spit comes out as she blows onto the fire. And basically she starts to like kill off the fire, you know. And, and then she sort of like dies down because she can't keep, keep doing it. And then ants will just sneak in behind her and start to breathe through her onto the fire in the right way. Just gently, just breathing. So she, and she thinks she's doing it, you know, as this fire starts to take. And, and she's like, you know, like really excited. Like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it's, it's happening. You know, and a bit more phlegm and stuff comes out and then, you know, dies down. He breathes again through her, you know. She has a go. She gives it her best. But really, it's dad behind the daughter who is breathing life into the fire. You know? And that is how it works, isn't it? With our, with our walk with God. You know, if, if, if we're to be who we're made to be, as God's children, as God's people, we need to, we need to look in the mirror tomorrow and see we're saved, we're gifted by him, <clears throat> that he's given us the gift of faith and that he wants us to go out into the world <clears throat> excuse me, in faith, in obedience to him and to live for him and let him breathe through us. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Shall we pray? That, Would that be okay? Okay. Um, in this church, normally we like stand to pray, but you don't have to. But I'm, I'm going to invite you to stand if you like to, just to pray. <coughs> and um, we're going to do just what we did earlier. Sam led us in that moment of just waiting. On the Holy Spirit, and um, and we just want to give you a moment with with the Lord, right So, whatever He is stirring in you out of this, uh, out of what you've heard tonight, um, just let let God stir it up in you. Give Him the space, give Him the permission, just to say, God, sp- yeah, stir it up in me. Underline something for me in this moment so holy spirit we just ask would you come now in our midst and lord we just want to give you some space we say we're yours we love you we trust you our hearts are open to you and would you come and move us now would you shift us change us more into the people you long for us to be and so speak now we ask come and move in our midst in jesus name and let's just wait and wait on the lord for a minute